Tea drinkers and listeners, this is Corey Calder with Staffleteed Spilling the Tea, your favorite education podcast. I want to thank you all for your love and support for this show, and I want to let you know that season one is coming to a close. But before then, while I got you, let's get into this week's episode. There's the bell. Time for class. What's going on, Education Nation? This is Corey Calder, and we have another special one for you today. Uh, Ms. Thompson, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, this is Kim Thompson, the Department Chair for Business and Marketing. Y'all's anal- your little algorithm or whatever. Uh, let's start over. What is it called? It's BAM. It's called. It's, no, you got to say it right. It's BAM Business and Bam. Marketing. BAM Business and Marketing. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start over. Business and Marketing. <laughs> I love it. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. What's going on, Education Nation? This is Corey Calder, and we have another special one for you today. We have the department head of BAM Business and Marketing. Kim Thompson. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey, so um, kind of give the podcast listeners a uh, background of who you are and how you got into education. Um, who I am, I am a big time Dallas Cowboys fan. But other than mm-hmm. that, um, I got into education kind of a different way. Um, I'm a career switcher. And I was actually working as a family advocate. And my mentor at the time, Ms. Florentine Johnston, um, told me she had a vision of seeing me doing something more with the kids because I actually love working with the kids. And from there, um, talking to um, Farrakha Elliott, whose end of her son was my son's best friend, which I didn't know she was the specialist for business and marketing. Um, That's how I got into being a marketing teacher. Very cool. And then how did you uh, end up at Verina? Um, ended up at Verina, um, and I said to say, I first was, was supposed to be at Hallow Street High School, which is my alma mater. Um, but they um, chose someone else, and Ms. Farrakha, um Elliot really wanted to see me in that position, and she recommended me to Miss Sealy. And I went in, and it was just Miss Sealy and straight up. And we had the best interview. Um, it wasn't like a, a panel interview or anything. It was more personal, you know, what I could bring to the school. Um, it was about my life and, you know, how did I get to be into sports marketing? And the before I got home, they called and made me the offer. Very cool. We're glad to have you at Verina. And, um, you know, it's a special place. And you definitely bring your part to make it that special. I love it here. So what, what's your current um, role at Verina? You know, soccer mom, teacher, kind of tell us everything going on. <laughs> yeah, big time soccer mom. That kind of runs my life. Um, but I, I actually mainly teach sports marketing and fashion marketing. And this past school year, which I guess we're currently still in, um, we did mm-hmm. the first year for digital and social media marketing. But um, my favorite is sports marketing because where else can you, in class and discuss sports and um, entertainment all day long. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I wish they had that class when I was a kid because um, I would have signed up for that in a heartbeat. <laughs> so what, um, give the podcasters a listen and to um, you spilling the tea as to what you do well in your teacher role. So like, what are some skills and traits and things that you do well um, to make sure your class is successful? things I do well is I come from the approach that um, I'm a mama 
And so I treat all of them like they're mine because, you know, really from nine to four, you're, you have custody of these kids. So mm-hmm. I talk to them as if they're one of my kids. And a lot of times when the, especially in my sports class, which, you know, I have a class of 30 and only four might be girls. The guys are coming there thinking that I don't know what I'm talking about. So it's fun showing them that just because I'm a female doesn't mean I can't talk sports with you. And, you know, that builds that rapport because they go out out of the class and tell their friends, yeah, this teacher, she, you know, this, that, and third about sports. And then as I'm standing in the hallway greeting people, they're just like, oh, you, Miss Thompson. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys, this and that. And now they start to know me. And, you know, my students like, do you know them? Like, no. <laughs> but that's how I get to know them because my students go and, I guess, talk talk me up. And then when they see that it's me, they, you know, come and act like they had me. And they're like, oh, I'm going to take your class next year. I'm like, all right. Very cool. You got that rapport already and you're building those positive relationships with the kids. Yeah, I love it. You know, especially talking to them one-on-one, you know, not just about schoolwork, but about their life. Because, you know, you think that because they're smiling and everything's hunky-dory, but when you really find out about them and get to know them, they appreciate you as a teacher more so that when you do have to do that hard line and, you know, get on them about something, they know it's coming from an area of respect and love. Yeah, and especially, you know, you set the tone early in the school year with that love and, you know, they feel it and they know exactly, you know, what you're doing and you keep it consistent. Yes, definitely. Very cool. Well, so um, what are you doing now that it's like COVID time and, you know, how are you helping your students and, and what are you doing to pass the time and, you know, what are you doing during this time? Um. Well, my some of my students in my um, advanced sports class, hey, shout out to the gang. Um, we had already have like a, a little group chat going on when we discussed like DECA stuff and like um, our advanced sports podcast. So we still keep that going. I still keep in contact with them through that. Um, I have tried to set up some Zoom meetings, but for some reason they just don't get on that. But they will email me and text me about what I'm doing, you know, what's going on, you know, or mess with me about the draft going on. So I'm still keeping in touch with them. They just don't like Zoom. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've, I've found that, you know, challenging as well. It's, you know, you put your stuff out there and it's like, all right, I got 30 kids in a class. At least 15 will show up. Right, right. And it's like, <laughs> it's like three. So shout out to the same three that come to mind Zoom meeting. Right. But yeah, it's just, it's challenging. But at least, you know, you're staying in touch with them. Mine will send me messages on Schoology just about what they can do to bring up their grade or to check in. Um, I'm recording like videos and I'm sending it to them just so that they can see that I'm still there for them and yeah me too that's what yeah each week I do a video and I just say hey guys you know here I am you know week three week whatever and I'm like you know tell them you know what I'm doing I'm like I'm bored just like you guys you know I tell them I'm reading a new book and I say all right y'all call me email me something I'm bored and you know most time I get Miss Thompson you're doing too much (laughs) yeah (laughs) very cool um Everything going good with the family? How's Zay doing with uh, the online learning? Um, he, he likes it, kind of. He, you know, he's already, thank God, he was an um, honor roll student, so he didn't have any makeup work. But he had mm-hmm. um, two classes that had dropped down to a B. So I'm like, this is your chance for you to get um, all A honor roll. You know, go ahead and knock it out. But he's really more bummed about his soccer season because – you know, he, yeah. his second year on varsity, he was going to be the captain. You know, he was 
him and Cam and 3K, all of them said they were going to take the division, you know. So just kind of, <laughs> you know, pump them up and be ready for next year. Very cool. Well, that, that you know, that fire will last all next school year. And, you know, we have a soccer season next year. That That flame will be burning, I know. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. So we're going to talk about two types of lessons that we've had. One that's like bombed and we learned from, and then one that went really well and it was like your Hall of Fame lesson. So what's like a lesson um, that like, you know, bombed and you learned from uh, at some point in your career? Well, one of the lessons that bombed is um, a lot of times the work that we get from our specialists, they're like um, PowerPoints and, you know, guided notes, which is kind of boring. So the first couple of times I did them, you know, they're sitting, you know, watching. I'm, you know, monotone because, you know, if I have two classes, I'm doing it twice. So, you know, after mm-hmm. that, I'm like, okay, I got to find a better way of doing this. So now I kind of do like a um, Pictionary, you know, kind of like acting out, you know, the words or, you know, if it's something about, you know, a sports thing, I, you know, I try to, you know, I, I get animated with it and that wakes them up. And then they're like, you know, why are you acting like that? Sit down. We got it. You know, I'm like, no, we're going to, we're going to do some stuff. I say, either I'm going to act crazy or y'all going to act crazy. And it's like, nope, you got yeah. it. we just watch you. <laughs> Very cool. And then what's a, what's a lesson that you did that was like your hall of fame lesson that, you know, you, you go into an interview and you can automatically pull it up and brag about it and talk highly of it. Well, before this year, um, usually um, we always do something big with um, March Madness because um, I have all my classes um, active in it. And we always had a March Madness board where the kids from the other classes can, you know, see and compete with each other. But this year mm-hmm. with my events, um, sports marketing students, they did they created a podcast. Um, and we're on YouTube, VHS Sports Reactions. But um, I'll make sure I put that in the uh, comment yes, section. Yes, definitely. But um, they took that and ran with it. You know, we're not tech savvy or communication field at all. But, you know, one of the things that I pointed out to them is that some of them do want to be sports analysts or sports reporters, which is all part of sports marketing. I say, so this is mm-hmm. a way, you know, for you to, you know, build your own portfolio. So we've had a, we got a bunch of like outtakes <laughs> where, you know, I could use them and show, you know, how we did this. And now this is the true production. Um, but we really had fun with it. I mean, we, we've done like Jerry Springer shows with it for them to, you know, cause that's entertainment. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's been real fun doing that. Very cool. You can be able to teach that class next year. Yeah. But um, all of them, except for like three were seniors. So We'll see who it'll I be get. a new group. Yeah, it's gonna be a whole yeah. new group. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm sure that you know it'll work out, and the way you set your classroom up will get those kids excited, ready to learn. Yeah, I told my sports marketing class this year that if they sign up for it, they got some big shoes to fill. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Hey, hey, what's um, what's something one or two things that a teacher could take from you and use it next year to start their class? Um, well, one of the main things, and they always say, tell us that, you know, for us to be out on the sidewalk, be visible. Um, that's one of the main things I do, you know, even when it's hot, it's cold, I'm standing out there. And even if it's not one of my students, I say hi. You never know, you know, what's going on with that child's life when their parents dropped them off or when the bus dropped them off. So just having an adult speak to them 
and especially if they walk past you every day, you know, they're going to be like, okay, why is this lady keep speaking to me? I don't know her. But they start, <laughs> they start looking for it. So to me, that's one of the things that I stress to my new teachers is always be out there. If it's, don't just speak to your students. Speak to every student that walk past. Um, engage in them. You know, sometimes when I'm in a a funny mood or my co-partner Tamara, sometimes we'll be blasting music from our room, you know, especially on Friday, and we'll be out there dancing and, you know, students might come past and they're like, who is that? And I might, you know, start dancing, you know, doing the bump or whatever, just start to slide. And they be like, oh my gosh, she's crazy. But when they walk past, they're laughing. And that's that's what I want uh-huh. them to leave from that good feeling, you know, not that they're mad at a teacher or whatever that the last thing they left from or the first thing they got when they got to school was a good feeling. Now, have you, have you ever had a kid who, you know, you had the interaction with, you really didn't know who they were and then they ended up taking your class and you built that strong connection. That's funny. You mentioned that. Um, in my fashion marketing class this year, I had a young lady named Raquel never seen her before in my life. And she was a senior. And we were, I don't know what we were talking about one day, but um, I guess we were talking about, you know, why they chose fashion marketing. She said that she chose it because of me. And I was like, what do you mean because of me? She was like, you don't remember me, do you? And I'm like, no. And she said that the previous two years before, two years before, um, when we were in building 13, she was um, having a bad day and she was in the hallway and she was, I guess, going off. And was you know with with Miss Noah and the um, officer Officer Thompson, and I came in the hallway and I was like, "Girl, why are you making all that fuss?" And I said, "Come here, let me talk to you." And I talked to her, and then she was like, "Well, I like your tattoo because she saw my tattoo on my shoulder." I said, "Oh, okay." And then we talking, and she's like, "Every day when she walked at 13, I would speak to her. I never remembered her, but she remembered that, and that's why she took my class." Wow, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, she made me cry." That's all. I don't like crying, y'all. Stop. <laughs> so anybody out there, if, if you don't make yourself visible on the sidewalks and you know speak to all the kids, start doing that now. Yes, definitely. That's especially um, us in the elective field. That's how you build your classes because you know they don't always know us, you know, because they don't come to the elective building unless they're in that class. So they don't know that Miss Thompson is the sports marketing teacher, and that's that lady that's out there dancing around all the time. But when they find out, they're like, oh yeah, I definitely want her class. So that's why my numbers for my classes are always high because I build that rapport with those students way before they even become my students. And then they keep taking my class each year that they can. And so my numbers, you know, for my classes stay up. That's really cool. And, um, you know, it shows that your care and support really gets to the students. Cause like, I know when I was a kid, um, I was done with my science credits, so I didn't have to take a science my senior year. And I took bio two, which is, was practically anatomy. One of the hardest classes they had <laughs> at deep run. And I only, I only took it cause it was the teacher. Oh, wow. And, and I, I Stephanie Southworth out there, shout out to her. Um, <laughs> I, I was like, all right, so if I take this class, I'm guaranteed to have you. She's like, well, it's not guaranteed, but you know, if I'm here and I'm teaching the class, I was like, so I'm going to have you as a teacher. <laughs> cause if not, I don't want this. I'll take that study hall right. and I'll just do something else. <laughs> I'll take this class to be in it if you're the teacher. And she was like, just shut up. Fine. Yeah, fine. I'll do, I'll do my best. <laughs> and I got my schedule and I saw the bio too. And I was like, yes, yeah, yes. It's going to be another good year. It's going to be tough and challenging. <laughs> and I might want to pull my hair out, but right. I know but that I'm going to be in good hands 
for 90 minutes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I had a couple of students because I used to teach marketing until we had a teacher come in to teach that. And students were taking marketing thinking that they were getting me. And then when they got the other teacher, they was like, I don't want this class. I'm like, but it's just Mark. No, I took it because of you. So I'm like, yeah, this silly's going to kill y'all. Y'all keep dropping this class. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, sometimes you got to have that conversation when it doesn't work out. You're like, listen, you know, you, you got the teacher you got. Give them a chance because you didn't have, you know, you had no idea who I was right. until you gave me a chance. Yeah. So give this teacher a chance. That's always the number one conversation I have with kids about adding and dropping. Yeah. You know, and I always tell them that, they, you know, they, you know, when they join it, I say, you're still part of DECA, which, you know, DECA is the club for marketing. And I say, you know, yeah. I oversee DECA. So really, you still want to be one of mine anyway. And, it, you know, some some of them fell for that. And some of them's like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, and real quick before we do um, shout outs, uh, speak to the success you had at the DECA this year. Oh, we did good. But um, ever since I've taken over, we won um, the annual report year, um, which is where um, each year we have to um, report on how well our club is doing, whether it's doing community service, um, our membership. Um, our membership has increased every year by 20. So um, this year we actually earned a $100 incentive because of that increase. And we get this big trophy every year for our participation. And um, I will say of all the Henrico schools, because we always travel together when we go down to the DECA state, Verina is the only school that gets their award. Oh, wow. Yep, we're the only one. Wow. Well, shout out to all of our students and, and leaders who are a part of that DECA program. Yes, they are phenomenal. Well, it's that part of the show now where you can uh, take a couple minutes and give shout outs to your department, uh, give shout outs to... Um, the class of 2020, whomever you want to give a quick shout out to before we wrap things up. Okay. Well, I definitely got a shout out to my department. We are small, but we're fierce. Um, and we do wonders together. So Michael, Mich um, Tamara, Adrian, Kim, hey guys, you know, um, y'all probably already texting me now anyway. Um, and then 2020, I'm so gonna miss you guys. I thought I had more time with y'all. Um, but you know, it's time for you guys to get ready for that next phase of your life. Um, so this is just a part of it. You're going to do phenomenal. I wish you all the success. If you need anything from me, you guys know how to get to me. Um, and then the last shout out is just for my baby boy, Xavier, for the um, Verina Varsity soccer team. You know, we didn't get to play this year, but you will kick tail next year. I, I guarantee it. You're going to be great. Very cool, Kim. Well, thank you so much for um, coming on the Staffordy Spilling the Tea podcast. Well, thank you for inviting me. Um, What's going on, Education Nation? This is Corey Calder, and we have another special one for you today. It is my privilege to introduce to you Miss James. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's a little gloomy outside right now, but um, I'm doing well. So That's good. Let's Let's sort of um, get into you, you know, can you introduce yourself to all the audience members listening and uh, give a quick background into how you got into education? Yep. So my name is Tamara James. I teach economics and personal finance as well as office administration at Verina High School. Um, this school year was my 
third year teaching. I'm actually a career switcher. So I actually have a bachelor's degree in office, administ um, office administration and I have a master's degree in strategic communication. Um, so when I was younger, I worked at a summer camp for seven years. I started as a camp counselor and there was kind of where I knew that I wanted to work with kids more. So I went back to school to get my provisional license in order to teach. Very cool. And, and summer camp, you know, that's kind of how I got my uh, passion into education. Uh, I worked at a summer camp for, God, I mean, total was 11 years, but you know, all throughout college, I was working at the same summer camp and I was like, yeah, I want to work with kids. Yeah, I want to teach. Yeah, I want to teach PE. And it was kind of cool to, um, you know, hear someone else get that inspiration from a summer camp. Yeah. Um. So I worked at, shout out to YMCA, Kim Thunderbird. Um, I mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> I liked working there because I was able to work with different ages and so I loved to work with the young kids. They were so cute, but I knew I didn't have the patience for that. Um, so being uh, able to work with older kids kind of led me to want to work more in a high school setting. Um, but it definitely prepared me to work with kids, just knowing that all kids are different. All kids learn differently. Um, so, yeah, that was exciting. That was an exciting time. That's cool. And if, if you get to give your shout out to your camp, I'm going to give mine. Mine is to Camp and Ryko. Um, so kind of like a rival camp, but we use the YMCA for rock climbing and different things. Um, so very oh. cool. Then, and you had a lot of young kids, you said? Um, I started out working with like eight and nine year olds. And then by the time I stopped being a counselor, um, I was working with like 11, 12 year olds. Um, so oh. when I stopped being a counselor, I started working in the office and that was kind of fun because I got to see all the age groups um, kind of come through the main office. And so, yeah. Very cool. And then so now we're at Verina. Um, can you let the people know um, a little bit more about what you do at Verina? Um, kind of talk about your classes and then we'll spill the tea as to what you do well. Yeah. So office admin is kind of pretty much what it sounds like um kids kind of learn how it would be if they worked in an office setting um but a lot of things that we learn in that class you can actually use in any job um especially if you wanted to start your own job because as a lot of people know the person who works in the front office of somewhere you know they usually know how to do everything they're kind of the brains behind the operation so i kind of let the kids know that you don't necessarily have to get an office job from this class, you could start your own business. You would know how to do everything yourself. Um, and then the other class that I teach is economics and personal finance and um, kind of what it says, economics. Um, but the bigger piece that they learn is about um, a bank account, having a savings, how to use credit, how to increase your credit, um, about insurance, what different type of insurances there are. And um, they learn about saving and investing. So um, that's an exciting class to teach because... They don't really know a lot about that at that age. Um, so it's fun for them to be able to learn about that. It's a, it's a little hard, um, but it's definitely something that they need later on in life. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was able to do an observation in your class and I believe it was the office admin where you're teaching them how to write checks. And it was so like new for them to learn about that because, you know, in real life, they're going to have to write checks or, you know, deposit money or withdraw money. And so for them to like think of it from a business standpoint, like right. the kids were on fire. They were loving it. Right. Because at the end of the day, a lot of the kids, you know, 
they want to be successful and they want to be able to make money. And so anything that has to do with money, they get excited about um, because they're excited about their future and having their own business or working and actually making money. So it's nice to be able to incorporate things that they need to know and that they can use in their future um, and that they feel like is useful. I completely, completely agree. So let's kind of spill the tea onto what you do well. I mean, like I said, I got to see you teach and I hear a lot from the students and they love you. They love your class. So, you know, what do you Aww. do well to be Miss James? Um, I think for me, the biggest thing is building the relationships with the students. Um, so I have found that when you have a good relationship with them, you know, they're going to be willing to work hard and put in the work and listen and pay attention and be respectful because they respect you. And then I think also for me, respect is really big and I want to give them respect um, just because they're younger than me and they're in high school. You know, I feel like they still deserve respect the same way that I would want respect. And so building that relationship and that healthy foundation in the beginning is really important to me. And I think that it's important for the students too to know that, hey, you know, I love you guys. I'm going to have your back, but I want you to succeed. I want you to do well. I'm going to tell you if you're doing something right. I'm going to tell you if you're doing something wrong. And, you know, we're going to get past that and continue learning and growing and building a healthier relationship. Yeah. And, and, and talk about, you know, I know the healthy relationships with the kids is huge, but also talk about, you know, your, your relationship with your next door buddy. Cause in her episode, you know, she talked about how she was always saying hey to the kids on the sidewalks and always silly. And, you know, you're always right there next to her between class, you know, class exchanges. Yes, I think that we are similar in a lot, a lot of ways. So shout out to Batman. She's Batman. I'm Robin. Um, I, <laughs> cool. I love working next door to her because we have the same enthusiasm. Um, but then at the same time. You know, she is older than me and she has a lot of wisdom and a lot of advice that I can use in my classroom. And then things that I do well, um, like coming up with projects that is I'm able to help her. So it's a healthy balance. And I think that it helps that the kids see that, you know, we love working with each other. We love working at Verona. And so that helps them to kind of understand us better. And a lot of my kids will go to her classroom randomly and ask for something. Her kids will come to my classroom. So it's kind of like a family. And I really love that about being able to work um, right beside her and have our classrooms right next to each other. Yeah, because I was going to say, you know, at least with me and working with some of the PE folks, the kids see like a positive relationship between two peers and they notice that. And they can pick up on that very quick. They can. The kids... I don't want to say they know everything, um, but they're smart. You know, they read body language really well. And when they see the teachers getting along and having that healthy relationship, I think that it impacts them positively. And like you said, they notice everything. So if something's off, they know that something's off. (laughs) Is there anything else you do well to spill the tea? I mean, I I come into your classroom. It's one of my favorites to come into because you have like that. Well, the room just feels so like comfortable, right? You got the lights a little dim. Um, you have that announcement screen that's like has scrolling announcements. Your board's always up to date and organized and like, it's a tight room. I don't know if you have like yeah. a smaller room on campus, but it's, it's a tight room, but it feels so homey. I mean, do you want to kind of talk about how you set up your room and the purpose behind it? Um, so 
in my opinion, if you go into a space and it feels inviting, it's somewhere that you want to be. And so that's kind of how I went with my classroom. I wanted to be somewhere where they want to be. And even though it is tight, when you come in, it's you're not thinking about how small it is or how tight it is. You're thinking like, you know, I like being in here. And so I like to have the lights a little dim. It makes the kids more comfortable. And I have the flexible seating in the front. And the kids really enjoy sitting up there. And it kind of alleviates some of the space to um, having some of the kids sit up there. So I hope next year to maybe try to do a little more. So I'm trying to see what works. Um, But when I come into the classroom, even I want to be there. I feel comfortable. I feel at home. And I think it helps with my teaching. And I also think it helps the kids with learning. I I agree because, you know, I, I I go in there and you know, the kids are very mellow. They're doing their work. They're talking to each other. And it's just sort of like a, a fun little vibe just in that room. So I thank you for talking about it. Because like I said, it's one of my favorite rooms to visit on campus. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So what's what's life like for you and the family right now uh, during this COVID time? Like, how are you connecting with students? You know, are you having to be homeschool mom? Uh, what's going on with you? Um, so my daughter, Elle, she's only three. So we're doing some learning here and there. Um, but it's not as rigorous as if she was in elementary school. Um, so being home with her has been a challenge in different ways, just because, you know, her and I are both not used to spending so much time together. And, and while I love it, um, you know, we spend so much time with our students and we really know them. And of course, she's my daughter. I know her. But being around her 24-7, we're just kind of learning each other and learning what makes each other tick. And just setting a routine has been pretty much the biggest thing. Um, You know, we're going to eat breakfast now. We're going to play on the tablet, not for three hours, but only for 30 minutes. So um, but it's been fun, though, to be able to spend more time with her because I think as a mom, you always feel guilty that you don't spend enough time with your kids. So actually being able to spend more time with her has been really nice. Um, And my husband, he works for Wells Fargo. So he's actually been home too. So we've all kind of been together. So it's nice to have family time and not feel like we have to do anything because we really can't do anything. Just enjoying each other's company, um, doing activities together, watching movies, playing games, things that I feel like we can't accomplish every single weekend that we're off and then we work during the week. Nice. And you know, it it sounds like y'all are making the most of this time. Yeah. I've really, like I said, it's challenging at times, but for the most part, it's been fun and I've loved being able to spend more time with both of them. And so that's, I've been trying to stay positive. And to me, that's the most positive thing, being able to just be together and not have, not be together because we're going grocery shopping or because we have to do this, just being together in general and making the most of the time. So, yep. And then as far as my students, um, I talk to them through Schoology, but I actually have a class Instagram page which works out really really well um, because a lot of them have Instagram. So if they need to get in contact with me, um, they're able to DM me um, or message me. And so I've stayed in contact with a few through there, through our class page. Um, so, and then usually one person, uh, one person will contact me and they'll tell me what someone else is doing. Um, so it's been nice to be able to have that because a lot of students use that to communicate more than Schoology. 
Um, so being able to talk to them, that has been nice. Very, very cool. Yeah. And that, that class Instagram account, you know, that's a good idea. Um, cause the kids will definitely check it more than God forbid an email through Schoology or something like that. Right. Um, well, awesome. Well, let's kind of, uh, get into the part of the show where you get to offer some advice or tips or little Miss James tricks to educators out there that they could incorporate into their own style of teaching next year. Um, what are some ideas that you could recommend to a veteran or a first year teacher out there? Um, so I think maybe the number one things for me is in the beginning of the year, kind of start out firm if you kind of lay the groundwork and say, these are the rules, um, these are the expectations, and you kind of, you have to stick with those and kind of go over them daily and drill them in. To me, it makes for a better school year because the kids know exactly what to expect. They know what they can do or not do. And if they see that you're serious, like, man, she said, I couldn't have my cell phone out during notes. She really means I can't have my cell phone out during notes. I think it makes for a easier year because the kids know that what you kind of say is law and that when you say something that you mean it. Um, and so I think for some teachers, they may not start out as tough. I always like to tell the kids, they always tell me, Miss James, when I first came in here, I thought you were the meanest teacher ever. And then I realized, <laughs> I realized that you're actually pretty cool. Um, and I don't want them to think I'm mean, but I think that, they kind of know, like, I mean business. And so we can For joke, sure. we can joke around and laugh and have fun. And, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we respect each other. And when you're in the classroom, you know, respect me, my rules, my expectations. And I think that it that has helped me tremendously. I got that advice from somebody and my three years of teaching, I always kind of start out tough. And then, you know, as the year progresses, kind of loosen up a little bit. Um, but, you know, it works for me, and I think it works for the kids also. Definitely. And and that's almost like the ultimate compliment right there from a kid. You know, I thought you were so yeah. mean, but actually you're really nice and cool. Right. And so at first when they said it, I was like, you thought I was mean? And they were like, well, yeah, you know, you said we couldn't do this and we couldn't do that. And I said, well, you know, you have to start off. I don't want to start off too easy and then, you know, we can't get any work done because I think in the classroom – if things are not going right, then it impacts the learning. And ultimately, I want you to learn, you know. So it is a compliment now. At first, I was like, eh. But, you know, as the years have grown, when kids say that, I'm like, good, good. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. awesome. Um, um, did, you have, did you have a time in your teaching career where maybe you were too lenient? You felt like you didn't have control, so you had to, like, lay down the law? Or have you kind of lived by that rule you're – your entire time of teaching? No, honestly, I think that every year there's always going to be that one class that kind of pushes the envelope a little too far and they get a little too comfortable. That's what I tell the kids. And you kind of have to reel them back in. Um, but I think that that happens with at least one class every year. Um, and it just really depends on the group of students that you have. Cause for some classes, you know, most of the students are calm. And then, you know, I have classes where students are more energetic. So it just depends on the class. Um, and when I first started teaching, I started that and I kind of got away from it my very first year. 
And, you know, I was going home upset every day and I was like, this cannot be the life. And I was and I came in and I think that they kind of understood where I was coming from. And the kids are smart. They know kind of when things are not going right. And, you know, we just had to kind of reset. And once we reset, you know, we were good to go. That's awesome. And it sounds like you're very transparent with the kids, too. You know, you let them know, like, you're just very upfront with them. Um, I've heard kids say that about you, like, yeah, Miss James, just she just, you know, she'll just tell us how it is. And, you know, it's very nice that she's honest. Yeah. And so, yeah. And that's another thing. I think you just have to be real with the kids. You know, they recognize and I think they respect the fact when you're real and you're honest with them. And, you know, I don't sugarcoat stuff for them because, in my opinion, when they leave high school, you know, other people are not going to sugarcoat stuff for them. So I don't want them to get in the habit of people, you know, censoring what they say. You know, I'm going to tell you what I think or tell you if I thought you were wrong. And I'm not I'm going to say it in a way that was respectful. But, you know, I want you to know I want you to get used to people being honest and being real with you. And I think the kids respect when you are yourself and they kind of know exactly what they're getting. You know, they don't have to wonder how you're going to be each day. They already know how you're going to be because you're that you're the same person. You're you every single day. I I completely agree. And that's that's something that you know teachers can learn from if they're not being completely transparent with the kids is, you know, try it out. You know, if, if you are one to not be so upfront and honest with the kids, try it out here, there and see if you like it, because. I always feel like the kids are like, oh, you're more real. You're more real. And they'll, I, in my opinion, they'll do more for me if I'm that way with them. Right. Yeah, I agree. Well, awesome. Well, yep. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, it's that part of the show now where we get a chance to um, give some shout outs. So is there anybody, any team members or special classes or anything you want to give a shout out to? Um, definitely want to shout out um, the BAM department. Love working with you guys. Um, want to shout out all my class blocks, um, but especially want to shout out one, um, my advisory. I know we didn't do advisory this year, but my advisory, we still actually would try to meet like once every two months. Um, we all kind of really bonded together. So I want to shout out everyone in my advisory. And then I also want to shout out um, the senior class, especially because my very first year teaching all of the kids I had that very first year I graduated. So I'm really excited and really proud of them. Um, so the senior class, congratulations on graduation. And yeah, just all of Arana. I miss everybody so much. Um, can't wait to see everybody again. Well, and that's a good one. You know, you miss our Verana folks. And, you know, that's awesome that you still kept up with your advisory class. Yes. Um, um, for those listeners who don't know that advisory classes, we met once a week for a little while um, and we just kind of did some just chatting, catching up, making sure they're doing well, checking in. And I still keep up with some of the kids that are in my that were in my class. But that's really cool that you actually met with them every so often. Yeah, just to, I just like to check in with them and see how they're doing. Are they in a good space? And then that way. You know, if they're not, we can kind of figure it out. And they kind of grew close with each other, too. So it was it was nice to still meet with them. And I looked forward to it and they look forward to it. So I really do miss them. Well, awesome. Well, hey, I really appreciate you uh, taking time and coming on Staffordy Spilling the Tea. And um, 
you know, just thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, this was an awesome idea. I can't wait to listen to some of the other podcasts. There you go, tea drinkers. That was an episode of Staff of Tea Spilling the Tea. I want to thank you for steeping in our episode. And do me a favor and go give us a four or five star review and click that subscribe button so you get future episodes. This has been real. This has been fun. And this has been real fun. Till next time. See ya.